Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys, Friday, January the 5th. There we go. Get the proper background. Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys presented by our good friends at Boston Hemp, Inc. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, uh, ready to break down this Friday NHL card. We have three games on tap uh, for this Friday, so we're definitely looking forward to that. It's Friday, which means Jimmy Murphy's usually on the radar. Uh, We'll hopefully be seeing him later on uh, in the show. And as we're recording this show, we've got ourselves a heck of a game going on for the World Junior Hockey Championship gold. Uh, the gold medal game of the World Juniors, one nothing USA late first period uh, in Gothenburg, Sweden. A great period it's been. Sweden really carried the play for the better part of the last 15 minutes. They also had a power play that they did not convert on, and that was a huge penalty kill for the States because Sweden came into this game 9 for 20, almost 50% efficiency uh, with the power play. Uh, so to get that penalty kill was huge, and the States just made it one nothing a few minutes ago, stemming the tide, weathering the storm, and a great gold medal game going on there. So we will keep you updated on anything that happens there with that game. Let's get into the Thursday recap. It was a huge Thursday in the NHL, uh, and uh, lots of games, lots of interesting results. Uh, just a crazy game in Boston. I mean, the Penguins and the Bruins, uh, what a... What a first game on ESPN, the main network in the new year that has five goals really in the first 10 minutes of the game. It did settle down a little bit after that, but still not a very pleasant game for either coach from a defensive standpoint. Neither team was any good uh, in their own end, uh, and that was very uncharacteristic. Pittsburgh's had many games like this, but we haven't seen many games like this from Boston where they're just that poor defensively, and they pay the price for it as Pittsburgh hangs on yet again. Boston uh, you know, Pittsburgh again let a lead slip away, kind of like the Washington game, but just like the Washington game, they hung on and they got the uh, six to five victory uh, in that one. Uh, the Sabres, uh, one of their better games in a while, six to one against Montreal uh, last night. Um, it was, and you know what? I slipped my mind too, mentioning it on the show with Alex and Rosie yesterday was the Devin Levi factor. He's a Montreal kid going back home, playing against a family and friends in town and the building. Yeah. He was great. Uh, it was one of his best games of the season, playing close with family and friends in the building. And Montreal in the bad spot, of course, coming off the road trip. So it added up nicely for Buffalo, and they took advantage of it with a nice 6-1 to win. We get Jack Quinn, another goal prop, cashes with him. That was good to see. Just a beautiful shot release on his goal. No chance for Jake Allen on it. Uh, Jackets with the big upset, 3-2 against Philadelphia. Jackets in the draw. That was a great game for me. Uh, both of those come through. Uh, the Jackets come back despite a tough start in that game, down 2 nothing. They tie it in the third. They win it in overtime. So really nice win there for the uh, Blue Jackets in that game. Or Actually, in a shootout last night, they won that game 3-2. Rangers 4-1 to against the Chicago Blackhawks. But the most obvious thing in the world, and I know a lot of people that are outside of our Ice Guys uh, betting circle were uh, just saying hammer Artemi Panarin to score against uh, Chicago. And sure enough, he not only scores, he gets the first goal of that game. 
uh, for the uh, New York Rangers against Chicago, and they get a 4-1 to win. They basically cruised to victory. Uh, Chicago did get it to 2-1, but that was quickly put to 3-4-1 and by the Rangers. They answered that quickly, and they got the 4-1 uh, to win. Alex, we'll ask you right now about Chicago before we get into the rest of the games here. They've obviously hit a wall. This is a team that's struggling mightily. Offense hard to come by. Defense and the goaltending, you know, Peter Morozik starting to wear down a little bit. We know we can't trust Soderblom, who might be a net tonight uh, right. against New Jersey. And now they're beaten up to shit with injuries up front, especially upwards of maybe six forwards that are going to be on the IR uh, as a puck drop tonight against New Jersey. And the latest one is Anthony Beauvillier, you know, who's uh, now going to be out, it looks like, for a period of time. So they're not only a banged up, depleted team coming into this game tonight with you know, and it's uh, Bovillier, it's Taylor Hall, it's Tyler Johnson, it's Taylor Radish, it's Andreas Athanasiu from earlier in the season, Joey Anderson. I mean, they are a very banged up bunch up front, and you're seeing what happens now. Chicago doesn't have the depth to replace those pieces, and uh, they're having a tough time right now. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much the Rockford Ice Hogs right now. That, that that's that's where it is, and, and you know, they got they're gonna you know they're struggling to to uh, avoid the cap floor with all of these major injuries. So, uh, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to probably make a move for the trade deadline just to kind of, you know, like I said, rectify that situation, not necessarily adding a piece. They're not looking to certainly build upon anything at this point. This is, this is a, a tank right now. And, uh, but they have to find a way to kind of keep afloat with it. And, and it's, it's tough. It's one thing if you're just playing bad hockey and going through the motions, but now to have injuries. So now, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, like you mentioned a guy like Joey Anderson, a guy who they wanted to give some extended time to and give him a real look at the NHL level, see what he could do. Now he's out. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier, I mean, you put him on injury reserve. Okay. That's not going to move the needle much. He wasn't doing much when you saw him on the ice anyway, to be honest, uh, since he started wearing a Blackhawks uniform. So not the biggest loss in the world, but you brought him in because of that cap hit because you'd already missing Taylor Hall. So like I said, it's more of a logistical financial issue amongst anything else, but this gives the Hawks time to evaluate some more talent. That's the excuse they're going to use by uh, still starting Arvid Soderblom, a guy who has no business being uh, in Chicago. I, I've gone on about that ad nauseum at this point, but they're going to use this time to, to basically evaluate the talent they have, bring up some other guys and, and see what, what they can do at this level. This is, this is, you know, turn and burn time kind of, and look and see what you got in the cupboard right now and, and make those changes moving forward. That's all that the Hawks can do right now. That's true. And that's all they can do. And you're right. They're just, uh, they're going through that period of the time. Look, they're up against it to win games constantly when they're fully healthy. You, you get a situation like this now where, you know, half a dozen of your forwards that would be, you know, in your lineup on a nightly basis are out, you know, it's going to make things a lot uh, harder uh, for uh, the Blackhawks. No question. Uh, about that. All right, we had uh, Tampa Bay four to one against Minnesota. Uh, I I felt good about backing Tampa Bay for a change on the road, simply because of how banged up Minnesota is uh, right now. And sure enough, that's exactly how it transpired. It was a good spot, even on the road, where the Lightning have had their issues to get well, get right after a loss to Winnipeg in the previous game, and they sure did four to one. And there's another team that, with all the injuries they've got, uh, including up front with Zuccarello and Felino and Kaprizov and uh, you go on down the list, hard to find some offense consistently right now for Minnesota, especially when you're playing against a uh, goalie that's arguably the best in the world and Andre Vasilevsky when he's on his game. So uh, a four to one win for Tampa there. Very solid effort by them. How about Calgary, man? Six to three. I didn't see them just lighting things up against UC Soros like that, but they certainly did. They raced out to a 
four to one lead after the or four to two lead rather after the uh, first period. It was a wild first period with six goals. Kind of settled down after that, but a great win for Calgary. The Blake Coleman prop cashed again, uh, which was good to see. Six to three win for the Flames there uh, in that one in Music City. The Blues and credit to Jay Rosehill who said he liked St. Louis on the show yesterday. Uh, they get the job done two to one against the Vancouver Canucks uh, yesterday. A nice win for the Blues there. Um, it wasn't the greatest effort. They looked a little, I don't know, something was missing for Vancouver. I thought after they got that one nothing lead, St. Louis was the better team for a large part of that game. Uh, and the Blues get a nice 2-1 to one win uh, against the uh, Canucks last night. And Vancouver off a loss. You know what that means. Beware betting against them the next game. We know how good they have been off a loss this year. Uh, and they will be uh, obviously uh, in that situation uh, in their next game tomorrow night when they take on the New Jersey Devils. Uh, what else did we see last night? Um, a very unfortunate loss for the Dallas Stars. I mean, they were up 4-2 to two in that game uh, in the third period. Uh, now, there were a couple of bad calls or bad missed calls that, did, that went against Dallas. There were a couple of those plays where there's a blatant high stick that was missed that should have given Dallas probably a four-minute power play and wiped out one of Colorado's goals. Uh, and it didn't happen. So, you know, you had a right to be uh, angry with some of the officiating last night if you're Dallas. To an extent, that doesn't totally absolve them of blame of a 4-2 lead going by the wayside, uh, and then they end up losing in overtime. How do you give up a 2-0 rush like that, and Nathan McKinnon finishes it off uh, in overtime for a 5-4 comeback win for Colorado? Other than Dallas money line, that's what prevented me, them losing that game in overtime, Alex, from a 4-0 sweep. We were three and one with the other bets in that game. First period over, which I know was your best bet. Full game over. Uh, we had the piece of the draw. Another draw yeah. cashes in with the Dallas Stars. So the only thing we were missing there was the Stars hanging on and winning that game, which obviously they were not able uh, to do. Uh, what else did we see? And Jonathan Drouin, we mentioned him for props yesterday. What a night for him. He's He's got it. He's got his confidence. I've never seen yeah. him play this good uh, in, ever, I think. I, can, I think I can say ever have I seen him play this good. Uh, in the NHL as he's done the last few games for Colorado. So great to see because we know he's been battling so much with the mental health off the ice, struggles, being traded, not living up to that billing of the first-round pick uh, from Tampa a decade ago. So it's great to see some good things happen uh, for Jonathan Drouin. And he's clearly got some chemistry with Ranton and McKinnon with that uh, Colorado team right now. Uh, what else did we see last night? 5-1 Islanders against the Coyotes. A rough night for Arizona. They just uh, were absolutely awful uh, last night in that game, and the Islanders took advantage of that with a decisive 5-1 win. Uh, credit to Alex Seattle. Um, foolish for me to take Ottawa last night uh, in that game, uh, uh, especially knowing Seattle was 7-0-2 in their last nine games. They go to 8-0-2 without a regulation loss in their last 10 games, the Seattle Kraken. They continue to be, they weren't outplayed last night, but it was a more even game than the final score would indicate. They continue yeah. to be bolstered by just not good, outstanding, exceptional goaltending right now by Joey Decord, who has been on a heater of uh, a huge goalie heater right now uh, for Joey Decord. He, and by, by the way, if this keeps up and you get to a point Grubauer is ready to return, I think you've got to keep riding with the kid right now. Yeah. He has been absolutely sensational and, this is definitely him showing a sign of put me in, Dave. Put me in, Dave Hackstall. I'm ready to go uh, and be an NHL netminder. Uh, he's proving that right now. He's been great game after game after game. I think he stopped something like 93 of the last 95 shots, something along those lines that he has faced. So Joey Decord's been sensational and a big, big component in this 
surge for Seattle to get them back uh, into the wild card playoff race in the Western Conference. Uh, the Florida Panthers was very happy to see that. The Panthers get it done four to one against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I said that they want they want to beat them again. I would be shocked if they didn't bring that intensity last night against Vegas. And Vegas is beatable right now. They are struggling. Uh, offense has cooled off. Their defense and their goaltending's been shaky. I'll be honest. I like Logan Thompson, but I don't like him at the moment. He's had a tough time since he's been back from this injury. And uh, a great job by the Panthers last night. Uh, a four to one win. And the turning point was when they were down one nothing in that game. Uh, they killed off multiple five-on-three power plays for Vegas. And from that point on, um, the, it was just a different game from that point. That really sunk a lot. It took a lot of the air out of the balloon for Vegas, not cashing in and making it 2 nothing on one of those five-on-three power plays they had. And that's when Florida tied it. And then the Panthers just took control of the game. And you talk about a shutdown effort on the road, Alex. They shut that game down. Vegas did nothing. There was barely a thrust of an attack from the Golden Knights late in the second period and into the third period. So it was a great road game. Bobrovsky was solid. All the big guns had a good night. Kachuk, Verhage, uh, Bennett, Reinhardt. And to think they lost Barkov, their captain to injury, last night in that game as well. Uh, and yet still managed to get a nice 4-1 win. They're on fire right now. Beware of those Panthers. Someone's asking me to do it for one more time. Jamie, all right. There we go. Panthers uh, getting the – they love the Panther sound. Uh, good stuff there. Um, and then the last two games, Winnipeg, lethargic, but hey, you can be lethargic and beat San Jose still. And they did that last night with a two to one win against the uh, Sharks. And Morgan Barron, how about that? Plus 530, bargain bin special of the night comes through. Nice. Uh, and the and only one of two goal scorers last night for the Winnipeg Jets in that game. And keep an eye on him now. What's that? Three goals, two assists in the last five games. So yep. next time you see Winnipeg play, go back to the well. Uh, he's giving you some offense right now and definitely in good form. And then the uh, crazy ending to the night with the Kings and the Red Wings, back and forth, back and forth, uh, a 4-3 win for Detroit. What a job by Detroit to win that. They were down 2 nothing in the blink of an eye uh, in the first period. And to battle back, tie it in the second where they dominated L.A., they outplayed them. Third period was pretty even, but uh, it got to overtime. Kempe tied it after Detroit took the lead. And then, of course, I thought when it got to a shootout, just in the back of my mind, I'm like, Detroit seems like the kind of team that would be a good shootout team. You got a lot of forwards that can put the puck in the net and be good in a shootout situation with Raymond and Larkin and Perron and Debrinkit and Kane. And sure enough, of course, Patty Kane uh, ends up getting the shootout winner and a 4-3 win against Detroit. Uh, Alex, I can't explain it anymore. I can't with L.A. and the home ice issues. I can't. I mean, it's just it continues to be a problem for them. How do you keep losing and losing one after another? endlessly on home ice when you're that good on the road it's you know it's crazy to see it but another home loss for them that's now three straight home losses against the oilers the leafs and the red wings they have a still a below 500 home record this year um i don't want to say panic regarding the home ice woes but be alarmed be concerned absolutely be alarmed be concerned because you got to fix this if you're the la kings you want to be a big time western conference playoff team you're not playing every game on the road, and I know you've been good on the road, but you got to figure this shit out about how you can get some dubs on the board here at Crypto.com Arena, and uh, that becomes the issue. And it was great to see the over hit in that game as well. We used the reasoning. Detroit's an over train right now. It keeps on rolling, and we figured last night with Riddick in net for the Kings, that would be a big help and t- toward the over. And sure enough, 
That's another thing too, Alex, why I thought Detroit could win that shootout. They've got guys that can be good in a shootout uh, situation, and they're facing David Riddick, big Civ Dave. And sure enough, did he make a save in the shootout? No, he did not. Two shooters he faced, two goals uh, went in on him. So I can't say I'm shocked by that development. Uh, Alex, what did you think there? Yeah, and that that game, (laughs) it's interesting. I watched maybe about a couple minutes of the first period of that contest. And then, I, you know, it was a later game, so I was kind of busy. I, ended up, I had some stuff that I had to write. I had different things going on. I get a DM from a follower of mine on Twitter who, you know, watches the show periodically, and we go back and talk, talk back and forth about bets. And he goes, hey, you know, Kings look like they, you know, still might have a chance in this one. And I go, just look at the score. It's 3-2, 11 minutes left. I go, yeah. And I go, maybe take a shot with Kings next goal and draw. So I bet those two things myself. And then I finally turned the game on. Kings get the goal to tie the game, and the game goes overtime. And as I'm watching in that three-and-a-half-minute span where they, you know, finally tie the game and, and, and kind of wrap things up, the energy level just wasn't there with them. And you look at the crowd. It didn't seem like the home crowd was thrilled about a 3-2 game being tied and their home team, you know, forcing the game to go to overtime. The energy and atmosphere there, that was not the same former staple center that we know and love and we saw when the Kings were winning. Even when the Kings were kind of just a middling team, they had more energy in in that crowd and in that arena. And so that may have something to do with it. There's just not that same kind of atmosphere in in the arena. And that home ice advantage, you know, and I've always marked that off in my – in my power rankings, in my goalie rankings, I have a one through four system that I, that I utilize, and it carries around two to two and a half cents of value, uh, you know, per designation within a, a number when I'm making a line. I I think that needs to be downgraded a bit. I think it's not just obviously this is a good team. This is a quality team. Like I said we see the wins on the road, but for them to ha- have that disconnect at home, it, it usually means that there's something. It's something extraneous. It's not just something on the ice. And I think it's maybe that atmosphere. You know, we talk about it all the time with Toronto, how Toronto lays those eggs in these weekday games when they're minus 300, minus 250 you know, against a team they should pace the wall with. And then all of a sudden it's 3-2 in overtime, it's 3-2, 4-3 loss on a shootout. You know, you have to have that atmosphere rocking and rolling every night. And, and, and L.A. just hasn't done that kind of a job. I've noticed that before, but noticing that in that spot spoke volumes to me. Then you get in the overtime. Matt Roy, who did get a goal in the contest, looked, I mean, he looked frozen out there. I don't even know why he was really out there. He gives up a two-on-no break where the where Detroit should have scored. That game shouldn't have even gone to a shootout as far as I'm concerned, the way that, that, that he looked. And the passing was just completely sloppy. They looked lazy and lethargic. And to have that after coming off, you know, it looked like that in the Toronto game. Exactly. The game yeah. before that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, how do you have that? And how do you have that at home of all places? Yeah. So there's something, something's wrong. Something needs to be shaken up. And, and it's, I don't know what, what it could be at this point, but the, the crowd definitely plays a part in it in my, in my eyes. That crowd at Crypto.com Arena has to be a lot more livelier uh, in, in games moving ahead. And, and that may change the tide a little bit. And then that can get things rolling to where they can figure out all the other issues they need to, to win at home. Yeah. So it just continues. It's just, look, I, I, I I'm like you. I'm, I, I'm still not. Uh, they, they could be in the Stanley Cup final. I stand by that, the LA Kings. I still believe they can be. Um, and I'm not pushing the panic button. I'm not saying, well, f- f- fuck this team, put them in the garbage, yeah. they're done, stick a fork in them, uh, overrated, how stupid can I be thinking they're good? It's nothing like that. They're going through a little funk right now. 
just like Vegas is going through a little funk, just like a lot of teams are going like to, you know, Carolina eight, was eight, going eight, through. Yeah. Exactly. There's going to be mm-hmm. peaks and valleys, but you can be concerned, especially about the home record and the home ice performance. And that's where I'm at with LA. This is still a team that I think is very dangerous in the playoffs, a team that can make a run, but they are, I am concerned about the home ice performance and the malaise that they seem to be playing with at home compared to on the road. And they, they do need to fix that. They do need to address that. And I see people in the chat, they're, they're trying, you know, they're kind of laughing and saying, oh, really, you know, Kings in the final, Kings are a bad team. The Kings are not a bad team. Kings have tons of scoring depth and, and talent. They have the strongest center line, one through four, other than the Vegas Golden Knights, as far as I'm concerned, it's in Western Conference teams. They have a goaltender that can steal you games. Whether he can steal you a series is, is questionable. But you at least have a guy in Camp Talbot who could definitely steal you at least one or two games in a, in a best of seven series. Those three things are the formula enough. And, and if they can weather the storm in what's going to be a dangerous Pacific, it already has been a, a tight battle so far, but it's going to be even tighter the next two and a half months. They can find a way to, to, to get through their quadrant. That's the toughest part of the playoffs they have. The first and second round battles that, that, that the, the Pacific teams are going to deal with are going to be tougher than conference finals or even the cup final uh, opponent they get. I can guarantee you that based on how, how things have shaped up already in the first, what, 30 to 40 games. So, no, L.A. is not a, a bad team at all. They're just going through a malaise right now. Exactly. They are. And uh, like I say, they're going to they're gonna get out of this. They're going to later in the season, I'm pretty sure, find a way to get going a little bit on home ice. Uh, and I think definitely you're going to end up seeing uh, them get on a run. But right now, you know, be careful with them, at least for now, on a home ice. Pierre-Luc Dubois is an enigma. And there's some nights he's excellent, and there's some nights you can't find him with a telescope. Last night was another of those nights you can't find him with a telescope. He's got to get more consistent in this game. He does. Um, they didn't get him to show up and play well for 41 out of 82 games. They got him to play well for 82 games, or at least the majority of those games. And that's PLD's issue sometimes. Uh, there's he's, those nights he's un- totally indistinguishable out there. He, that, that's who he is. Yeah, that is. That's, and that's who he is, that, and, and they overpaid for him. So yeah, they got to deal with it. And meanwhile, Winnipeg got a great haul back with Ayafalo, Velarde, and yep. Draft Capital. So you give yep. them a, a shit ton of credit for what they got back, certainly in that um, trade. Shout out, by the way, to Ken Daniels, the great voice of the Red Wings on TV. That guy was battling a bad cold, you could tell. And he still, and you could tell he was missing a little octave with the calls when Detroit scored their goals. But he was battling through it. much like, And I, I appreciate that because you know damn well everyone that watches this show. And I'm sick. I'm not taking days off. I'm here. I'm battling through it. And Ken Daniels did that last night uh, on the Detroit broadcast, even on a West Coast road trip. So great job by him. Uh, that's what hockey is about. You play through whatever you're going through. Uh, and he definitely did that for sure. All right, let's get into the Friday card. we got three games here uh, for this Friday night. And we'll begin in our nation, well, the U.S. nation's capital, Carolina, Washington. Hurricanes minus 180 road favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, Carolina, as we've talked about, uh, they're on a great run right now. They're playing some excellent hockey. Uh, and it's both ends of the ice that their game has really gotten back into form again. Uh, during this stretch that they put together. Uh, Carolina with uh, wins in four straight games. They're scoring goals in bunches. And why is that? Well, because Aho and Svechnikov are rolling. And this game, this team often goes as those two in particular go. And when Sebastian Aho and Andrei Svechnikov are playing at a very high level and making things happen offensively, Carolina gets taken to that level where they can contend for a Stanley Cup. Uh, and right now they're playing at that level for the uh, uh, Hurricanes at the moment. Uh, they have scored four more goals in five, four of their last five games. Been very impressive at the offensive end. How about this power play? 
They've scored two power play goals or more in four of the last five games. So this power play is feeling it right now uh, for the Hurricanes. There's no question about that. Uh, they take on a Washington team that comes into this game off a 6-3 loss to New Jersey at home on uh, Wednesday night, which followed a back-to-back, which was a back-to-back because they played in Pittsburgh the other night, the previous night they won 4-3. So it's three and four nights here for the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, Carolina is coming off a 6-1 uh, to one thrashing over the New York Rangers, of course, on Tuesday night. They played great. So they've had two days off for this one. So I'd, I'd expect Carolina to play well here. Darcy Kemper confirmed in net. For the uh, Capitals, um, we know he's had a bit of an underwhelming season. 3.15 goals against, 893 save percentage. He did an, uh, play decently against Pittsburgh. Three goals against, 35 shots. Allowed the uh, Capitals to hang on and win that game. But let's not forget the two previous starts before that against the New York teams. He gave up five goals uh, in both of those games. So not exactly someone that I'm fully trusting right now in terms of current form. We're waiting on the Carolina goaltender right now. Pyotr Kochetkov is expected, but it's not confirmed. Keep in mind, this team plays St. Louis uh, at home tomorrow night, second night of a back-to-back. So we know that Kochetkov will probably only start one of these games. Will it be tonight in Washington, or will it be tomorrow night at home against St. Louis? And that is important for me because the bet that I like, and obviously I like this regardless of who's in net for Carolina, is Carolina team total over three and a half here, plus 105. It's a great price. It's a small, it's a plus price. I was shocked to see a plus price on it, actually. I thought it would be more like minus 110 or minus 115, but it's actually over three and a half plus 105 for Carolina's team total. I like that quite a bit uh, here. Uh, they've been good getting to four goals lately. The power play is on fire. Uh, so I could see Carolina getting to four goals tonight against still a Washington D that is night to night. I don't know if I fully in. We just saw them give up six to New Jersey. They gave up five in losses to the Islanders and the Rangers recently since the Christmas break. So you could argue since the Christmas break, they haven't been playing as well defensively, Washington, the last few games. So I definitely am on Carolina team total over three and a half plus 105. The question is, what do I do with the full game uh, total? Because I might add over six in this game if Antti Ranta's in net. He has been a mess. You could argue a hot mess. I mean, it's been a, really a rough go for Antti Ranta. And even in the start that he made against Montreal last week after he got recalled from the American Hockey League, he still gave up only three goals on only like 21 shots. It wasn't a great performance uh, against Montreal. So I will add the full game over if Antti Ranta's in net. But for now, it's just Carolina team total uh, over three and a half for me. At plus 105. And I know Jesper Faust and Stefan Nason are game time decisions for Carolina tonight uh, because they're de- battling a, a minor illness, both of them, I believe. Uh, but um, we've seen that the offense has been carried lately again by Aho Svechnikov. Bunting has been very good. Seth Jarvis, uh, even Jack Drury is up into the second power play unit. I've been seeing him chip in lately. So even with those two guys' potential absences tonight, I think Carolina can still get you four goals tonight in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Hurricanes Capitals. So I got two plays that I'm on regardless of goaltender for Carolina, and there's two plays I'll be adding if it's Toronto. Right now, I'm on the first period over one and a half. I got minus $1.18 at FanDuel, and I also have uh, the draw in regulation. I got that at plus 350. If there is Ronta in that, I'm going to go with the over six, but I'm also going to take a shot with exact score 4-4 plus 2,600 at FanDuel. 
And so, like you mentioned, with, with Ronta, he's wow, just a great he, price. Wow. He's been an absolute mess. And, and I was back home when he had the end of his stint with the Chicago Wolves. I actually got to watch quite a bit of his game against Milwaukee, ironically enough. Also cast a draw in that <laughs> in that game with the Admirals and, and Wolves. Uh, and the save that he made weren't really that spectacular. The goals that he gave up, he was completely out of position. There was wow. one stretch where I got worried, looked like he might pull his groin once again. He just seems to just be completely out of sorts. And maybe this is just kind of where he is in his career. He's a guy who's battled through injuries, and, and you know maybe there's something mechanically that he's not getting right that's keeping him getting injured all the time. And, and that's just what it kind of seems to be. There's some instability here with Auntie Ronta over the course of his career where he plays well and then he falls off or he gets hurt. And it seems to now all be kind of you know connected together. So – He's a guy we can't trust. We have to kind of really downgrade him pretty heavily. I have him as a 15-cent difference between Kochekov now, but in due time, that could turn into a 20, 25-cent drop, which is really hard to fathom for a veteran and a second-year, you know, uh, essentially a full-year rookie based on game designation with Piotr Kochekov. Uh, and Kachekov has played much better now that he knows he's here to stay for the moment. It, it, it's fairly indefinite. I can't imagine he goes back down the rest of this year. Even if Anderson's healthy at this point, you got to carry three goalies the rest of the way or you make some kind of move. There's no reason to send him back down. I don't even know if they can send him back down without you know uh, risking him being on waivers. So that's something that has to be looked at as well. But you know, Ronta is definitely a massive downgrade. So that's the thing we have to look at. So with Carolina games, as good as they're playing right now, you just have to kind of, you know, take things a little bit easy and you have to wait for those goalie confirmations. That's that's the way I'm, I'm doing uh, things with Carolina. I'm not betting too much with them pregame moving forward. A lot of it's predicated on I got to know who's in net first. See, I remember you mentioning that, that Milwaukee Admirals game where you cashed the draw in it. And uh, I, I wasn't either – I've forgotten – or that uh, you mentioned it to me too, that Ronta started that game. And there you go. You saw it firsthand there in that AHL start that he's still struggling even down there to make the routine saves uh, right now. And that's exactly uh, why it's very important. You know, who's if he's in net tonight for this game, you know, if you're going to make uh, significant moves, like I said, it's a great prop game on the Carolinas. I'm obviously going to say Aho and Svechnikov without a question. They're worth looks for props tonight because of how uh, red hot they are, but I would throw Jarvis into the mix and I would throw Jack Drury into the mix Four games. And the last four games, he has two goals and two assists. Like he has really stepped things up and now he's getting some power play time as well uh, for the Carolina hurricanes. So uh, you're also talking about a little bargain bin value with uh, Jack Drury as well uh, at plus you know, 500 at FanDuel for him to score a goal tonight. It's not bad at all for a guy with two goals in the last four games uh, for the Hurricanes going into this one tonight. All right, Chicago, New Jersey. We've got the uh, Devils. Look at this, minus 450 home favorites here in this game, six and a half the total. So odds makers aren't sleeping on Chicago being one of the worst teams in the NHL right now, clearly, with the Devils being minus 450 uh, home favorites. That being said, before you invest too heavily on an outrageous price with the Devils here, I do want to remind you there was a recent Friday night home game for New Jersey against the Anaheim Ducks, and I think Anaheim beat them 5-1 in that game or something like that. New Jersey can throw a stinker every now and then, and they're definitely one team I would not want any piece of in this price range. I wouldn't want minus 450. I wouldn't want regulation. Uh, I wouldn't even want puck line in any form 
uh, with New Jersey. I just don't fully trust them defensively night in and night out. Uh, and I know they were coming off a nice win. Great job against Washington. It was one of their better efforts in some time. Uh, Nico Dawes was very good in net that night. Um, and Nico Dawes has been good, Alex. The last two starts against Ottawa and Washington, he played well. Gave up five goals in the two starts combined. So that's an average of 2.5 goals per game. He played well. You can argue he played better than a lot of what we've seen out of Vitek Vanacek this year. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils, who is likely going to be in net tonight for them. And in fact, confirmed now uh, in net for the uh, New Jersey Devils. It's a back-to-back -back for Chicago. They lost 4-1 to the Rangers last night with Peter Morozik in net. We're probably going to see, as Alex calls him, Arvid Soderbaum uh, in net tonight, although it's not confirmed. I got to look over six and a half here. Uh, and I know with Chicago, it's thin up front right now. I get it. And offensively, you got to ask yourself, where are the goals going to come from outside of number 98 uh, moving forward with who's out uh, of the lineup? That's a big question mark. But you're talking about a Devils team that sometimes turns off the defensive level of play like a water tap. you got a goalie that's inconsistent one game to the next in Banachek. I'm not asking Chicago to like light up the scoreboard and score four, five, or six. They may not be capable right now. But what I am asking from them is score a couple. Get me two, maybe three, and I think New Jersey will take care of the rest you know, offensively tonight against the Chicago team and against Arvid Soderblom, who we don't think is very good right now. So I like over six and a half here, and I wouldn't argue with both teams to score. I know our buddy John Massey mentioned that. Uh, I could see that, both teams to score an early goal, maybe for Chicago against Vitek Vanacek, and it is the Hughes Bowl part two. Great call. Vancouver at New Jersey on Saturday night in what will be one of the marquee games uh, on the uh, NHL slate tomorrow night. Hughes Bowl part two. Uh, with Jack, Luke, and uh, Quinn uh, all in the same building uh, playing for their respective teams. So definitely not a great spot for New Jersey. I could see Chicago maybe getting on the board. So I might sprinkle on the both teams to score in the first. I do like over six and a half here uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blackhawks, Devils. Yeah, so I went on a rant on Edgework uh, today regarding this game and talking about Arvid Soderblom. It's stuff you guys have heard on here probably five or six times over in the Follow me on Twitter, AXMA Sports, if you haven't seen it already. Uh, what I am going to do is with the first period over the full game overs, I'm going to wait and grab these live in-game. I want to get first period, one and a half. I'm going to get it down to about $1.25 or better. I want to get that uh, full game down to five and a half, laying the same price, so $1.25, $1.30. Uh, I'm just, just looking for a better value in that, and I think we can wait three or four minutes. Shouldn't see a rush of goals, but – we will see goals in bunches here. Like you said, New Jersey, you can't trust them defensively to lay a price uh, in any sort of way, even a combination bet with an over and, a you know, the parlay. You, you just can't trust them. This could be one of those games where they lay an egg and find, find a way to lose. But in order to do that, they have to beat themselves, and Arvid Soderblom has to be at least average. And I, I, it's hard to trust him to even be average. So uh, we're looking for goals. First period over, full game over, end game. Uh, pre-game will go with the first period, both teams to score. I can, you can grab that plus 160 is the price that I saw uh, available at Bet Online with that. And uh, there's a player prop that I do like for the Hawks to get a goal here tonight. I'll be talking about that a little bit later. All right, good stuff. As far as props go for me, most of them on the New Jersey side, um, you know, you look at the lineup Excuse me, tonight for New Jersey. Um, Andre Palat still out. Timo Meyer still day-to-day. 
So there's really the same lineup up front. I'm telling you what, McLeod, Holtz, and Lazar, they're together again, and they're making things happen. So don't be scared. Don't be shy about McLeod, Holtz, and Lazar props. The third line has had some nice chemistry. So I don't mind those looks. But the two that stand out to me, Dawson Mercer, he's heating up any which way you want to bet him, goal, assist, point prop, you name it. Get on Dawson Mercer right now for the New Jersey Devils. He's heating up again. We know the kind of streak he can go on, which we saw last year. And, of course, the other one, you guys know it by now, Luke Hughes. Uh, he almost he was this close to cashing the bargain bin special the other night in the game against Washington. But he's still got great value right now, Luke Hughes, for the Devils uh, to be able to find the back of the net at uh, a, still a great price here. Uh, as well, plus 475 at Bet Rivers, plus 135 to get an assist. Uh, you could even sprinkle on the power play point prop at plus 275. So anything you can get on Luke Hughes right now, uh, who's been absolutely terrific of late offensively for the uh, Devils. We have our man here on Fridays. He joins us, Jimmy Murphy. It looks like he's traveling. He's on the road. Jimmy, you're on the road during this gold medal game. I, uh, what, that, what, that's got to yeah. be Yeah, no, it just a long story. But yeah, I had a little emergency I had to deal with, but I am headed back to, I'm actually staying at my sister's place, been dog sitting while she's away in Aruba, um, but heading back to get ready for my podcast and watch the end of that game. How's the game going? I've been looking on the phone. Uh, any more current I have good news have? to report, Jimmy. USA, USA, USA just scored to take a two to one lead uh, midway nice. through the second period. I think we lost Jimmy there, but it was a great goal there. Backhand, trying to see who scored. It was a partial breakaway, and then he pulled away from the Swedish defender and just a little I, backhand back. through the Can legs of Havlid, the goalie for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Howard got the goal for the U.S. Yep. Okay, good. So what did you say, 1-0 USA? 2-1, 2-1 USA. 1, okay. Wow, a lot of scoring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, last time I checked, it was 0-0. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, they got the goal 1-0 late in the first, Jimmy. The U.S. Sweden tied it uh -huh. early in the second, and now it's 2-1. Uh, to one. They just got the breakaway goal. Exactly like midway through the second right now, midway through the game. It's a good one. It is a absolutely terrific game right now, and the atmosphere has been great. But as I said on social media, it's an amazing atmosphere when they do this. And I love it. It's just it adds to the sound of the in the building. It's rocking. It sounds like and the out. I don't know if you can off. hear me. Yeah, we got you, Jimmy. Yeah, it is coming in and out. Uh, it is coming in and out. But we got you now. I, I just want to say about the crowd there. They clap for almost the whole game. The Swedish fans, really any European fan base will do that. They're just constantly for the whole game. Boom, oh, really? Like this simultaneous clapping. And it's through most of the game. I think they've settled down a little bit more lately. But for the whole first period, they're like clapping the whole time. Like my hands would get fucking sore. That would, that would be I, a little obnoxious. I'm not going yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, but it, all, the, all the European fan bases do that. And it's not just a Swedish thing. It's like they clap for the majority of the game. Um, although I think they've been silenced a little bit by that. I'm not, I've noticed the clapping for uh, has stopped for. Uh, quite a bit now since that USA goal that put them up two to one. So uh, they got to liven up the mood again. So that knocked some wind out of the sails of the uh, uh, Swedish team just a bit. Jimmy, are you there? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Y there yeah, you go. Yeah. You sound better now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. No, no worries. Two one USA. Great game. Hopefully you get back home quickly to see the third period at least. Cause I will. And, and... I'm, about, I'm about five minutes out, so it should be good. All right, good stuff. All right, Jimmy, we'll talk about – well, first of all, before we get into the two games that Alex and I have discussed, Boston Bruins last night 
I mean, I've seen Pittsburgh have a lot of bad defensive games. I've become accustomed to it. I sometimes expect it from the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't expect it from the Boston Bruins. Man, pond hockey is not their their uh, forte usually. Man, explain that game for us last night. Yeah, that was just a, a very weird game. Um, you know, the Bruins just I, – I don't know. You know, like I got the sense, and it, and it was interesting, Montgomery, I asked him about uh, after the game, I said, you know – you're getting into the stage of the year now where you're playing teams that are desperate and fighting for their lives. And, you know, you combine that with the fact that maybe um, Pittsburgh wasn't really supposed to be one of those teams, but, you know, you look at the standings and you say, oh, they are one of those teams. You forget the firepower they have. And I, I don't know, the way I took his answer, he said, yeah, so, a, a lot of people on our team weren't rising to the occasion. So I get the feeling that he thought that, some of his team were kind of looking past this one to tomorrow night because whenever the, you know, regardless of the standings, whenever the Bruins and the lightning meet, it's a war. And I get the feeling that he thought maybe they were looking ahead to that and didn't take Pittsburgh seriously enough, but I don't know how, you know, you don't take a team with number 87 on the other side, seriously, no matter where they are in the standings, because man, if he, you know, if the season ended today and he wasn't the Hart trophy winner, then something's seriously wrong because he's they're not even skipping the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, he's been unreal, you know, and what he showed it again last night, and that's why he's still, in my eyes, the best player in the NHL. I think McKinnon's right there with him, but, uh, you know, you can say McDavid and everything, but what the hell's McDavid won? And he doesn't play defense. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's still the best to me, and I think that's what happened. They just underestimated Sid in the Penguins. Yeah, he is like uh, he had 93 points last year. Think about that in 82 games. So there's more than a point per game. He's on pace to be more than a point per game this year. He's got 41 and 37 games this year, Sidney Crosby. But the thing that's different about this year to last year, he's scoring a lot more goals this year. Like he's going to shatter 33 goals, which he got last year. He's already got 22 this year. He's going to get 40 this year. There's no question about that. And Sidney's always been one of these players that is. Half playmate, he can score, but he's also every bit, if not more, playmaker. And you, when you look at it, um, his goal production's gone way up. And I think he's taken the onus. I think this year, maybe look for his shot, score those few few more goals to put this team over the top after missing out on the playoffs narrowly uh, last year. But no, there's no doubt he has had a great season. And what would they do without him uh, at this point? Where would the Pittsburgh Penguins be without him? It's a really good last question place. to ask. Very possible. There's no doubt. Uh, Jimmy, Carolina, Washington. What do you like in that game tonight? I like Carolina here, guys. Um, I, I think, I don't know if you can hear me. It still is like yep. my reception's bad, but if you can hear we me. Got you. We got you. Uh, I love Carolina in this one. They're starting to really, they're turning it on, you know, and they're starting to become the team that I think a lot of people thought they would be in the preseason. So uh, give me Carolina straight up on the money line. All right, good stuff there. And how about Chicago, New Jersey? I like goals. Uh, I think the first period, both teams to score. You know what? Because of the price being where it's at, and I've seen New Jersey just, they've lost to San Jose and Anaheim at home on Friday nights this season, both Friday night games. San Jose was a Friday night loss earlier this season, and so was Anaheim. I'm going to, I'm just going to dabble in plus 340. Why the hell not? Just a small, like 25, 50 bucks I'll put on it. Something very, very tiny for my standards. That's it. I mean, that's all I trust Chicago for, as far as I'm concerned, is an amount of that magnitude. Uh, but I'm going to do it. I mean, because uh, New Jersey's just shit the bed against bad competition at home on these Friday nights. Enough times where, you know, 
I think at plus 340, why not sprinkle a couple bucks? But primarily, I like over six and a half and both teams to score first period uh, in this one. Jimmy, what do you think here? Blackhawks, Devils. Yeah, I'll jump right on that with you as well. And I like the over, uh, overall uh, in this game. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to give me give me the Blackhawks. Give me a crazy upset here. I, I don't know. You know, like I'm with you. I think the Devils uh, stoop down to the level of competition too much. Um, I still think that their defense is a mess. Uh, their goaltending suspect. Uh, and I, I just think, you know, they're going to look at it. Jersey's, I mean, uh, Chicago's coming off a game last night back to back. I think they're going to maybe underestimate that, underestimate them. So I'm, this is my bold, crazy pick of the night. Give me the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. There we go. We got more faith and confidence in Chicago than Alex P. Smith. And the yep, should do. Because I ain't betting <laughs> I don't blame Alex. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a long, long time Blackhawks fan. He's been through a lot, so I don't blame him. Hey, I had a hideous call with Ottawa last night. I'm trying to duplicate that maybe with uh, Chicago. <laughs> maybe oh, you got to look at it that way too. Uh, but uh, I just like it's it's just a price point. That I get it. Yeah, yeah. But you could probably wait in game and and still grab three. Like that's the thing. I, and Jimmy, I, I I like first period and full game overs, but in game I want to grab better price on one and a half, and, and I want to try to grab a five and a half. I don't think there's going to okay. be scoring right off the bat. So in three four minutes, you could see momentum and pace, and still probably grab at least maybe not three forty, but plus three hundred or two ninety. Right, right. Live. If you're seeing where oh New Jersey don't really have it, then you could take that shot. That that makes total sense. But what as of right now, just before puck drop, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm with you. Wow. I'm telling you what, it is going to be maybe the day for Isaac Howard of this Team USA squad. They they just scored again, and I think it's Isaac Howard again, which is wow. back-to-back goals for him. Three to one for the U.S. Yes. with six minutes left in the second period. It is Isaac Howard again. I think he just banked it in off the goaltender from a tough angle. Wow. 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 Huge skill. goal. And just big. This is the first time all game I've heard a pin drop in this arena. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely were jolted oh. by that goal. Two goal lead from America, all that clapping shit start, stops now. How, how funny is that? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, they're using their hands not to clap anymore, but a few of them have their head in their hands right now. Uh, right now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a morose environment now after that goal. The next goal is important. Like, if you're the U.S., you can't rest on your laurels here. There's a lot of time left. Sweden gets the next goal. It's game on again. So, the next one's big. Do we get to 4-1 or do we get to 3-2? You know, it's a huge difference coming up. Uh, whoever finds the back of the net next in this game. All right, let's go to the final game of this uh, Friday night slate. Winnipeg and Anaheim. We've got the uh, Jets, uh, minus 180 to minus 190 road favorites. Six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Anaheim has got issues right now. Obviously, they're struggling. Mm. Uh, they're not playing good hockey, even though they had just started to get healthier. Well, they were healthier. But now, of course, other than Leo Carlson, who we know has been out for a while, but now we find out Troy Terry's on the IR. He's not coming back tonight or anytime soon. Uh, they've got Radko Gudis dealing with the uh, illness. There's a flu bug running through the Ducks right now. Uh, that's not what you want to see. And Radko Gudis is one of the players affected by it going into this game tonight, uh, as well as uh, Ryan Johnston as well, Ross Johnston as well. Uh, Ryan Strom is out for the uh, Ducks tonight due to that same illness. So, you know, they got a couple of key players out, Terry and Carlson. They've got the flu bug running through the team. You got a team that's struggling to win games right now. 
and a team that really only got a point out of the Toronto game because Lucas Dostal looked like Lucas Hasek that night. And he was absolutely spectacular, making over 50 saves. They are not going back to the guy that was just standing on his head the other night against Toronto. Instead, it's John Gibson, uh, who is uh, confirmed in net tonight for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. We know we're going to see Laurent Brossois uh, in net for Winnipeg uh, after we saw Hellebuck last night in the game against San Jose. And by the way, this is going to be uh, Gibson's first game since December 31st, New Year's Eve, when he got shelled by Edmonton for seven goals. So we'll see how he fares here coming off that kind of a game. Uh, Laurent Brossois, before we uh, people you know, get that thought in their mind, oh, the backup goalie's in, uh, they're vulnerable. He's given up two goals or less in the last four starts, Laurent mm. Brossois. We know this is a very capable goalie, so be careful with that sentiment, especially when you're talking about an Anaheim team that's struggling right now. I did sprinkle just a small bit on the draw. That's all I have in this game. Because the one thing about Winnipeg on the road, Alex, is they're playing close games. They're not blowing teams out on the road. Look at the San Jose game last night. One goal win. Minnesota game on the road. One goal win. Chicago, you remember that game, Alex. The Blackhawks, who can't get out of their own way right now. That was a one-goal game. Chicago won it in overtime against this Winnipeg team. So Winnipeg's playing close games on the road, regardless of quality of competition right now. Uh, San Jose, one goal game, Chicago, one goal game. You know, that's where Anaheim is right now. They're right in that mix with teams like that. So I think it's got a shot here for the draw. Another low scoring type of game. Gibson's going to look to bounce back following the debacle against Edmonton for him. I think Brossois is capable for the Jets. So I see a very, very, I still see a competitive game, even with the issues right now for Anaheim. So I'm going to sprinkle on that plus 370 here with the uh, Jets Ducks draw uh, in this game. That's it for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Anaheim. Yeah, I'm on the draw, too. And if this had been where we had a hell of a start here and hadn't played last night, I would be more than likely on Winnipeg in regulation on the money line. Uh, we've seen a, a strong, dominant history of the, of the Jets playing well against the Ducks in, in the series in recent form. Uh, going back, they've won six in a row and 12 of the last 14 meetings. So that is a pretty strong track record. But like I said, with Brassois and Gibson, that setup kind of lends itself a little bit more to a closer contest. So at plus 370, I'll be on the draw as well. Yeah, still a good price at FanDuel with that draw, plus 370. It's good enough for me uh, to look at that uh, price with the draw here in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Jets, Ducks. Yeah, I like the draw there, too, as well, guys. And I also look at maybe um, taking the over on the shot total for the Jets, just given the amount of shots the Ducks have been giving up lately. Um, you know, it was a, a shooting clinic. You know, you would think maybe uh, Greg Cronin will have them tighten up a bit after allowing too many shots in their last game. But uh, they're just struggling right now, team defense-wise. So that's something I would maybe sprinkle on there. But I'll jump on your draw, your draw wagon there as well. All right, there we go. Liking the uh, draw and liking the uh, over saves tonight. Well, it depends on what book you're looking at. Some books have shot over team shots, but most books have over saves. So either one, either over yeah. team shots for Winnipeg or over saves for John Gibson tonight uh, for the uh, Anaheim Ducks from Jimmy uh, Murphy in this game with the Winnipeg and Anaheim. As far as the props go tonight in this game, look, it's, you know, Anaheim's obviously having a tough time lately. Find, <laughs> excuse me, finding the back of the net. But if you want someone for value right now, Vetrano is probably <laughs> someone worth a look because he's the one that scored their only goal against Toronto and he's been good all season. But Max Jones is elevated to the top line for the Anaheim Ducks. He's uh, playing alongside uh, Zegras and Henrique uh, on that top line. So 
Max Jones probably has some value right now for Anaheim. Uh, for Winnipeg, uh, Cole Perfetti I'm always interested in, uh, no question. Vladi Nemesnikov looks to be the top-line center tonight for, for the Jets with Ehlers and Velarde. So, you know, Vladi Nemesnikov's probably got some value. And I'm definitely, of course, after cashing a bargain bin winner with him last night, going back to the well with Morgan Barron for the uh, Winnipeg Jets tonight. Barron's already matched a career high in goals with eight uh, already. Uh, he's got, you know, eight goals. Uh, he had eight goals all of last season in 70 games. He's got eight already in 37 games. And again, with Morgan Barron, he's had four, three of those eight goals in the last five games. And he has now scored in back-to-back -back games as well for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So we're going back to the Morgan Barron well uh, once again here tonight with the uh, Winnipeg Jets to find the uh, back of the net. And again, you can get a great price on it, plus 530. And yes, Cuban actually sent me a DM on social media. But it's not only is it the Jets' dad's trip, uh, here, so uh, that's something to keep in mind. But he sent this article that he found about Perfetti and uh, I believe Dylan DeMello, defenseman for the Jets, talking about how this dad's trip because of the connection they have with their fathers is extra special. So, um, you know, maybe Perfetti, you know, with extra special story behind his dad being on the trip. Same thing with Dylan DeMello. Now, Dylan DeMello doesn't score much. That's the thing. Um, but crazier things have happened and they are. Definitely excited to have the dads on the trip. So maybe you sprinkle just a couple of bucks on their props as well. I'm just going to look up the stats in particular. Now, Perfetti definitely can score. But, yeah, DeMello's only got one goal uh, on the uh, season for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Does have 12 assists. But, like I said, he's only found the back of the net once. So does feel like a bit of a reach uh, to bet DeMello. But, like I said, crazier things have happened. So we'll see how it uh, fa how it fares here for the Jets with the father's uh, in attendance. Uh, Jimmy, we know you've got the eye test coming up top of the yep. hour, 4 p.m. Eastern, you and Pierre Maguire. I'm probably going to tune into that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I will be uh, home. Yeah, thanks for uh, so. the questions there, Alex, the other day. That was great. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely, because usually I watch it, you know, after the fact. I'll watch an archived episode of every show, but I, I'll, I'll be around for the live show today, so I might, great, uh, I might pop in and tune in uh, for that. And um, so we'll let you go in a minute or so, Jimmy. Always good to talk with you on Fridays. Before we let you go, though, we need a best bet from you. What do you like here of the three games tonight? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Carolina. All right, there you go. Carolina Panthers, or Carolina, yeah. wrong, wrong sport. Carolina yeah. Hurricanes. Uh, we all, we all, yeah. all done it. I know. We've Carolina Hurricanes uh, to get the job done against the Washington Capitals. Oh, and a bargain bin. Do you have one or no? I don't. I don't. No. Sorry, guys. All right, good stuff. No problem. Uh, Carolina uh, for uh, Jimmy Murphy here uh, in this one. Um, do you prefer Carolina minus 180 or in regulation, uh, which would be minus I'll do the regulation. There you regulation. go. Actually, minus 110 at Pinnacle, even better. So there you go, awesome. Carolina in regulation, minus 110 for Jimmy for his best bet. Jimmy, it's always a pleasure. Uh, have a great show today, a great weekend. We'll see you again hey, next Friday. All right, thanks, guys. You too. Happy New Year. You too, Jimmy. There he is, Jimmy Murphy, uh, with us. I can't believe of all times he's got to run to an emergency. It's during this gold medal game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jimmy always tells me that, you know, a lot of times things don't go his way. That's what I call not going his way. I mean, everything. An emergency happens when the U.S. is playing one of their biggest world junior games in some time right now. And this yeah. great game that's going on right now. Uh, late penalty to the U.S., by the way, with under a minute left in the second. So a big power play opportunity for a Sweden power play that's been great in this tournament. So 
Can they capitalize on it, this opportunity, and get this to a one-goal game? Uh, very, very important part of the game coming up right here, no question. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. 175 live viewers. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Make sure you're subscribed at patreon.com slash iceguys. Exclusive content, just $10 per month. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts, all of our exclusive content. We're going to have video and show bonus content coming your way uh, later this month and throughout the new year. Exclusive betcasts as well, which will only be available to Patreon members, including our first exclusive betcast late, uh, coming up later this month, late January. That's all we'll say. We're not going to give you a date. It's going to be an impromptu surprise betcast. The day of the betcast, we will put the link to the betcast that night on the Patreon page. And that's how you're going to find out that we're having a betcast. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And of course, our main betcast, which will be open to everybody Tuesday, January 16th. So a week from Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're looking forward to that. And as always, you can DM uh, or email either Alex or me, and we will send you the link for the BetCast before it begins. So two BetCasts coming up in January. And sure enough, wow, five seconds left in the second period. Sweden does cash in with the power play, and it is three to 3-2 USA going to the third period. That is a huge goal. You know anything, If you know anything about momentum in hockey, and Alex and I do, because especially Alex, a lot of his bets are momentum bets. To get a three to two goal and cut the lead to one on home ice right before the end of the second period, Alex, enormous. That is, that is, and I would be looking now for over eight and a half in game. I'm, I'm actually pulling it up right now, so that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'd be looking at a live draw here too. Quite honestly, yeah. I, I'm going to bet a live draw uh, in this uh, situation here, and you'll still get a good price because it's not tied because it's a one seven, seven and a half price. plus one thirty four live at Bet Online right now. So I'm in on that. Yeah, I think the live over is probably worth a look, too. That was uh, Lekaramaki, who's a very good player uh, for the uh, Swedish uh, team. And Oslin's been great. And Sandin Pelika uh, on the blue line has been outstanding. Like, they got a really good team, too. They're not loaded top to bottom like the U.S., but they've still got several really good players that are going to be good at the next level, too. So uh, great game, 3-2 going to the third, and great time to be wrapping up the show because we'll all be able to tune in and take in this third period which is going to be very exciting and of course in addition to patreon again your ten dollars per month help ensure the show stays going for the long term but make sure you also check out the store iceguys.myspreadshop.com yeah we got 24 percent off for the rest of this weekend it's a, a code that was posted by spreadshop to uh ring in the new year so definitely get you some new merch 2024 we got the draw season hoodies mine's coming in about a few days so i'll be rocking that on the show uh, we got all the classic merch there available as well. All the, the toques, all of the caps, all of the shirts, all the hoodies, all the, everything you want. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right. Great stuff there. All right. It is time for Bargain Bin Special uh, of the Night. Only three games, but I find myself seeing a lot of interesting candidates for a Bargain Bin Special of the Night choice uh, on this Friday night card, even though there's only three games on the board. Uh, Alex, I know you have one from that. Chicago, New Jersey game. Uh, what do you got? I do. And, you know, you, you watch last night's game. There wasn't much offense. It hadn't been much offense at all for the Hawks on this road trip. But one guy that did step up and get the goal last night against one of his old teams, by the way, uh, was Colin Blackwell. A second line guy who's, you know, been a journeyman, you know, trying to find a, a place in the lineup. And like I said, these are the kind of guys that are really going to thrive the rest of the year. 
uh, numbers-wise for the Hawks. The guys who are really fighting for something want to be a part of a team and stick around for a little while. And I think that's where Colin Blackwell, I like his energy. Every time you see him on the ice, you notice him. He's crashing the net. He's finishing hits. He's, you know, making quality shots. He's putting himself in the right places, and, and that's a good thing. Getting a shot on the second line, we can get him as high as plus 650 at FanDuel to get a goal tonight. Uh, I like that spot. I think he'll be able to, you know, clean up some garbage that's in front. Like I said, Vitek Vanacek's one of those guys that can give up rebounds, give up some sloppy goals. I think Blackwell can benefit from that. So Colin Blackwell plus 650 for the Hawks. That's my bargain special tonight. And there are some signs of Colin Blackwell percolating for Chicago. He scored their only goal last night at MSG against the Rangers, and he has six shots on goal in the last two games combined. He had four shots on goal against Nashville uh, the game before last night. So you can see he's generating uh, some chances. So uh, Colin Blackwell uh, for Alex P. Smith with his bargain bin special, plus 650. Really great price there for bargain bin special. Look, I had a bunch of candidates. I could go back to the well with Morgan Barron last night, uh, tonight again, but I just used him. I could go to Luke Hughes one more time, uh, maybe Dawson Mercer, although Dawson Mercer has slipped below plus 300 at most spots. So there's been an adjustment there finally with him. I'm going to go to the Carolina-Washington game, and I'm going to go with Jack Drury for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's now getting power play time. He scored two goals in the last four games for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he's been more of an impact player. Now, I know he's been in a bottom six role, but that hasn't stopped him from producing. He has a whopping 10 shots on goal uh, in the last five games combined. You know, so he's been fine. And he's had three or more shots on goal uh, in two of the last four games. He's got four points in the last four games, two goals in the last four games. He's going to get power play time on a red hot Carolina power play uh, in the last several games. So let's go with Jack Drury for the Carolina Hurricanes, plus 500 uh, at FanDuel uh, for my bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Friday card. Uh, all right, we will get to best bets in just a moment. Uh, but before we do that, we have to hear from our Friday sponsors, of course, Boston Hemp Inc., our great partners here of the Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Shout out to Boston Hemp Inc. Make sure you check out all their great products. Boston Hemp Inc. Sponsors of Beantown Friday here on the Ice Guys. All right, it is time for best bets to wrap it up. Uh, for Alex and I, it was a great night. Each cash our best bet. First period over with Ab Stars for Alex. Florida Panthers one more time because someone asked me. Florida Panthers for me uh, last night. See if we can duplicate that here on this Friday night. Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, heading out to uh, D.C., going with the Capitals and uh, the Canes, the first period over one and a half. You can get it as cheap as minus $1.18 at FanDuel. Uh, this is cashed in three of the last five meetings between these two clubs. Like I said, 
Fulton has been a little iffy on both sides, so you can definitely trust that we might see a couple of goals here early in this contest. So give me the Carolina-Washington first period over one and a half minus $1.18. That is my Friday best bet. All right, there you go. Uh, over uh, in the uh, first period there, Hurricanes and Capitals. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. My best bet for this uh, Friday slate, I'm going to go to that over in the Chicago-Jersey game. Uh, you know, it's a light slate. It was either that or the Hurricanes team total. I like both. I'll go with Carolina, New Jersey, over six and a half, minus 110. I think we'll see enough goals here both ways. New Jersey will get theirs. Chicago will chip in. Blackhawks, Devils, over six and a half, minus 110 for my best bet. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We are back along with Zach Urban tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 